Welcome to the Fitness Efficient Podcast. This show is a safe space for individuals who are interested in starting a fitness journey and embracing a positive mindset towards mental health. It's time to break free from conventional ideologies and discover a new way to optimize your well-being. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Coach Figs. I'm a fitness coach and mental health advocate. Join me as we explore topics such as fitness and mental health. Get ready to unlock your full potential, challenge the norms, and embark on a journey towards a stronger, healthier, and more fulfilled version of yourself. Let's go. So guys, it's been a while. It's, uh, I'm going to say it's been over a month. It's, it's been over a month, y'all. And I miss y'all. Like, I miss talking on this podcast. I've just been busy. You know, I'm actually trying to go back to school to get a license, to get my master's as a licensed mental health counselor. And I just, I've just been busy with life, right? But I've been feeling guilty that I have not been you know, recording any episodes. So the past two episodes were pretty heavy. They were about my um, toxic narcissistic relationship. But today's episode, I want to talk about mindset. And it's, it's crazy because I never thought that I would be recording a podcast about mindset. But y'all voted on, on Instagram by the way, if you don't follow me, it's Fitness Efficient, at Fitness Efficient. That's my Instagram and my TikTok, so follow me. And so y'all voted, y'all wanted me to talk about mindset. Okay. I never thought that I'll be talking about mindset because first of all, first of all, I was the most negative person, like the most negative of the negative, the most like... Like, I was self-inflicting, like, injuries on myself. Like, yeah. I was coming from, like, I came from that. Like, literally just in self, self-harming self and being self-destructive, you know, having low self-esteem for, like, oh, my God, for, like, the majority of my life. And um, it's just crazy, guys, that I'm in this space that, I'm able to record a podcast about mindset and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm perfect because I am not. There's days where I want to just punch somebody in the throat. I'm not even going to hold y'all, but (laughs) I'll be honest. I have, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I have put in a lot of work, right? A lot of work towards just my mental health, I've invested so much in my mental health, and it's not just going to therapy, guys. It's actually doing the fucking work. Because here's one thing that I realized. I've been going to therapy for four years. But for like two of those three years, I was not applying what I was learning in therapy. I was not applying it. And... When you don't, like, if you're not, when you're, when you're learning a skill, it's to, you're supposed to apply it. If you're not applying that skill, like, you're not doing anything, you know? There's no use, like, of, 
I don't want to say there's no use of information if you're not going to execute because, you know, at the end of the day, you are learning something, right? You are learning something that can be of value. But if you're not executing, you're not going to change. And I realized that when I was going to therapy, I would just ramble and ramble and ramble. I'll talk about this guy that did that to me and that friend that did that to me. Like, it was coming from a victim mindset, right? And I realized that, like, I just had to stop being a victim, right? And I had to realize that I was the common denominator, like, I was the common denominator in all these in all these problems that I've had in, in my relationships, um, all relationships really, you know. And one thing that I can say, so I wrote down six things. I wrote down a little little top six things that has helped with my mindset. This one didn't make it to the list, and I think it's important. And I'm going to talk about this one first because I think it's, it is so important that it can even save your life. And that is setting boundaries with everybody. Okay. You can't just be walking around not having boundaries. People are going to step all over you. People are going to use you. People are going to abuse you. People are just going to use you and discard you. I know because I was that person. And you don't want to be doing that. Because you don't want to be walking around bitter. Around You don't want to walk around bitter and like just walking around just being bitter about th- people that have done you wrong. You don't want to be a victim. It's not cute being a victim. Let me be honest with y'all. I've been the victim for a very long time. Like I've acted like the victim. And it's not fun. Right? And yeah, people would be empathetic. But after a while, people are just going to be like, girl, like. Are you always the victim? People are always doing you wrong. Like, is it just is it just them the problem, or is it you? You might be the common denominator. And I realized that I was the common denominator when it came to this. And first of all, not setting boundaries got me raped. Um twice I know this is a little bit hard I don't want to talk about I don't I don't want this to be a heavy podcast episode but like not having boundaries could lead to something like that or worse right your life can be in danger so I want you to if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know what your boundaries are. Start by writing down a list of things you're not going to put, you you won't put up with. And those things that you won't put up with will eventually become your boundaries. See, for some, when you have borderline personality disorder, abandonment is a problem. So, when you have abandonment issues, <clears throat> which might have come from childhood, not having validation from your parents, 
for me, it was specifically my dad. When you don't have boundaries, you put up with more shit than you need to. Because you don't know your self-worth. And if you don't know your self-worth, well, mm, let me tell you something. Guys are going to use you. And you will attract guys that just want to use you, whether it's for financial reasons or sexual reasons. The last guy that I was with used me for both. And he owes me over a $1,000. And guess what? He never paid me back. And now he's with another woman, which is great for him. But I never got that money back. I helped another friend. I helped her create a podcast. Right? I helped her. I gave her my mics. I always cheered her on. She even had more listeners than me, which is I don't care because I'm not here. I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan out here. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like this is not my career. I love I love recording podcast episodes. I love podcasting, but I don't consider myself a podcaster. This is something that I do on the side for fun. This is like a hobby for me. Right. And if I can provide if my episodes have can provide some value to some people, then great. If it doesn't, then whatever. I don't profit from this podcast. I do it because I like to do it, right? So I helped this specific friend. I gave her money. I lent her money. I helped her with a podcast, and she ghosted me. And it was at that point where I realized Well, before that, I realized that I was doing too much for men, first of all. And so I decided from that last relationship or situationship, I'm going to say situationship because that's what it was. From that last situationship, I learned not to give money to men, not to loan money to men. What I learned from from the other woman that I helped her with a podcast and she owes me money, I learned not to lend out money to anybody. It's weird. Especially if they don't stop, if they don't pay you back and they stop talking to you. It's fucking weird. Me personally, I never been a, I never asked for money. I'm not a beggar. I'm not out here make, crying and making, sto- and, and, and telling people stories so they could feel bad for me. That's just not how I just not how I roll. I'm not I don't like people pitying me. So first thing you need to do is set up some boundaries. If you don't know how like what boundaries, make a list of things you won't put up with from people, whether it's from men or for women. Now, getting into this countdown. So the first thing that I started doing that improved my mindset was getting up around 5 a.m. and doing personal development. Now, you don't have to get at 5 a.m. You don't have to do this. 
But if you start your day, whenever it is, I don't know what time you wake up, whether it's six, seven, whatever time you wake up, the first thing that you should do is personal development. I don't know what that looks like for you. I like listening to Jim Rohn. I like listening to Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar, versus Zig Zagler. I'm pronouncing it wrong, but you know who I'm talking about, I'm assuming, if you're into the uh, personal development space. So I listen to things that are going to uplift me in the morning because that's I want to set the tone to how I'm going to spend my day. I don't want people dictating my mood. And I realized that that was the problem that I had before. And I'm still working through this. Don't let people dictate your fucking mood. You know, a lot of us go to work in a good mood. You know, we go in, have, we have our coffee, breakfast. How many of us go to work? in a good move and we have that negative ass co-worker that hating ass co-worker that talks mad shit about staff yeah you know that co-worker I know you do cause I know them I've had a few of those and every time you, you, you're in a good move they just, they just put you in a shit mood yeah I know And it's very hard for me because I'm going to, it's very hard for me to not let it affect me because I'm an empathic person. But you need to take control of your morning. If you can control, take control of your morning, you will conquer your day. You will accomplish your goals. Let me tell you how you start off your morning. And I know it's crazy because it's type late and I have to wake up early. But anyways. That's another point. You need to set the tone of how you want your day to go. And that starts by doing personal development. Right? Listen to the people, to uplifting things. Things that are going to bring you value, that are going to better you as an individual. Don't start off your day by listening to low vibrational music. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That coochie popping music. Don't like, like, F this, F that, F men. Like, don't start off your day by listening to that. Because that's how you go. That's the energy you're going to carry around. So the first one is getting up earlier to do personal development. And the second one, it coincides with the first one. It has to do with just just getting up earlier in general. If you get up earlier, an hour earlier. I used to have an ex-partner that used to have this challenge. He used to have this challenge called the 90-something, the 90s, the, I forgot what it was called, but it's basically waking up 90 minutes before your regular sleeping time. Highly effective. Highly effective. You can achieve, especially if you have a full-time job and you're trying to do like a side business, you need to start getting up earlier. So number two and number, number one and number two are coincided. So the first one is 
start getting up earlier. And the second one is doing personal development. Trust me, it does a big difference. And I, and there's a lot of free personal development audios on YouTube. Let me tell you, there's a whole bunch of personal development audiobooks and motivational speeches. So take advantage of that. That is free on YouTube, even if you, if you can't afford it. So that was one and two. Number three. Seek therapy if you have access to those services. Now, I know that there's some people here that don't have insurance or I don't know what it's like in other countries, their health insurance. But in the U.S., For the most part, therapy services are mostly accessible. Now, the real challenge is finding the right therapist for you. Because I've had a share of not-so-great therapists. Um, my current therapist, I love her. She just listens. And I think you need to really think about that you want a therapist literally that listens to you it sounds so simple but a lot of these therapists actually pass on judgment if you guys are not aware they pass on judgment i used to have a therapist that was a that was a victim of 9-11 she i guess she was traumatized by um by the events so every time I'll have a therapy session with her, that's all she talked about, 9-11 and food. And I was just like, ma'am, is the therapy for me or is it for you? <coughs> Excuse me. So you got to find, the real challenge is finding the right therapist for you. And I... And I I, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna make an episode of the top ten signs of a bad therapist, or t- top five signs of a, ther- of a bad therapist. When you find the right therapist, it would change your life. It would make a big difference. The next thing in our list is to journal. You want to become more self-aware of this. You want to call yourself out on your bullshit. Start a journal. Call yourself out on your bullshit. You'll become highly self-aware. And it's very therapeutic to work out. I'm sorry, not work out. Ooh, I'm thinking about something else. It is very beneficial for you to journal and write out how you feel. Or talk about how you feel. I feel like most men don't do that. They don't really talk about how they feel. Moving along to number five, invest in your health. Invest in your health, guys. There's, especially if you have the resources for it, please invest in your health. And when you invest in yourself, you're choosing you. 
A lot of people think that investing in yourself means getting your nails done, your eyelashes done, hair done. Yeah, that is a, so that's a superficial investment in yourself. What about investing in your health? Getting more movement and drinking more water, eating more fruits, more whole foods, more vegetables. Doing that. Investing in your health. See, most people don't really invest in their health. And so when they look at the price that I pay for my gym, which is around $200, they think it's crazy. They think it's wild. And so you need to invest in yourself. Whether you can, you can start going to seminars, look up free seminars in New York City or any type of seminar, seminar that has to do with personal development, personal de- or mo- motivation. So investing in your health. Lastly, the last one is center your fucking self. Stop looking for validation from your, from your boyfriend, husband, crush, whatever situationship. Stop seeking validation from males. And look at centering yourself. You don't you can't live for anybody else other than yourself. See, when I was dating a mindset coach, I was a super pick-me-for-this-guy. I worshipped this guy. I really liked him. Guess what? He gave me an incurable STD. Well, it's kind of, it is curable for two to three years, but... He put my health at risk. And this person gave me two STDs. One after the other. So this man must have multiple sex partners. So when you send to yourself, you will no longer give no fucks about what no man says. You don't give a fuck about, you know, trying to look good for your man. You're not trying to look cute for anybody other than yourself. I know this is a really difficult concept for some women to understand because we are conditioned for so long to actually be a pick-me. And it's just kind of like, it's just, I ain't simping for no man. I'm sorry. Like, I I love myself. I can't imagine me censoring myself and putting myself in the back burner. No, sir. So center yourself because you are the prize. As Lori Harvey says, you're the prize. And these are just a few things that have helped with my mindset a lot. Waking up early.
I love that you have an early routine. I wish I had an early routine, but I have more of an afternoon routine. So, so really center yourself and love yourself. Become the man of your own dreams. Until next time.